0: Hello, passionate people. You are listening to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, I'm so passionate to share these episodes with you. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. Every week we share new episodes talking with people across the planet who have an inspiring, entertaining and passionate story to share, taking you on a journey to discover your passion. Hello everyone, (laughs) thank you for listening and making me a part of whatever you are doing right now. I'm so excited about this episode number 18. In this episode, I speak with Nancy Byrne. I just absolutely love Nancy. She is one of my favourite people in the world. She is so beautiful and honest and real and raw and speaks directly from her heart. Nancy is a spiritual reader and channeler for the prestigious American Association of Psychics. Nancy is the author of Choices, a cutting edge book that brings empowering choices back to your life. Nancy is my inspiration. She is so empowering and uplifting. And I think this is one of my favorite episodes so far. Nancy made me laugh and cry and everything in between and her voice and messages were just what I needed to hear and I hope she inspires and moves you. In fact, I'm sure she will and I'm so honored and delighted to share her messages with you. I would love your feedback from the episode and I would really appreciate it if you could please rate and review this podcast. I will put the link in the show notes. Thanks, guys. Here we go. This is Nancy's story and this is her passion. Nancy, thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest today. Today. I'm so honoured to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Louisa. I'm very honoured to be on your show. Really honoured. I've got a lot of questions for you, but I don't know. I kind of feel that you need to know where you want to start already. But I I think that, you know, spirit has certain messages
1: for all of us. And especially in these times and everything, I really think that it's important to know that, you know, that we all have that inner guidance, that inner power within us to overcome all these obstacles. And if we just really knew who we were, we could overcome anything. I think sometimes we think that, life is just always smooth sailing and we we have bumps and we have challenges and, and we all have some obstacles and everything. And I don't like to go through them any more than anybody else does. In fact, I resist them with all my, all my might. But in the end, when you're through with it, you realize that it made you so much stronger, that you're a much better person for it. And, you know, I've always been, I'm the most grateful, you know, for for the things I've had to go through that I have not wanted to go through. You know, I've been, my whole life I have been so fear-based, I've been scared of everything. I was terrified of water. I mean, literally would have a panic attack if I was in the water, because as a child, my dad tried to drown me, and I can still remember trying to breathe and getting water in my lungs, and I just, you know, I think it's gorgeous. I love to be around it. I like to stick my toes in the mountain stream, but I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be over it, and I don't want to be under it, and When Spirit told me, well, Spirit told me to write the book. I didn't want to write the book. I thought, who would want to read anything I have to say? And Spirit said that my life's experiences would help so many people, because there's so many other people that are are going through or have gone through some of the same things that I've gone through. And they feel all alone in the world and like nobody understands, and they feel ashamed and the book would help them, and so I had to write the book for them, and so I did. And um, and after I wrote the book, um, I was seeing a massage therapist, and she said, Nancy, she said, Matt and I have a vacation home on Whidbey Island. She said, it is just paradise there. Why don't you and Phil come and visit us, and I'll have a book signing party for you. So, of course, the bells went off in my head. I, oh, my God, somebody <laughs> really wants to have a book signing party. I'm there, I'm there. So I went home and told Phil, and he said... Well, we have the time, vacation time, and I've heard it's beautiful. I've never been there. He's been all around the world. Um, I haven't. He said, but so we could, it would be fun to go see someplace different together. So we got tickets, and three days before we were supposed to come, Michelle called me and said, Nancy, I'm really sorry, but I can't have a book signing for you. She said, Matt is getting transferred. Um, We're going to be moving to Whidbey Island permanently, and I've got to get our house in Parker ready to sell. She said, but I I love your energy, I just love it, and I want to have it in my house, so come and get the key, I'll give you the combination, and you guys can just, you know, have have the run of the house. And I thought, oh God, the only reason I was going for a book signing, and I wanted to cancel the whole thing, mm-hmm. and plus I didn't feel comfortable being at her house alone without her there. And Phil said, Nancy, our plane tickets are non-refundable, we already paid a fortune for them. So. We came, and I didn't, I still didn't realize an island, it's surrounded by water. You have to take a boat or something to get here. And when he drove up to the ferry, I was absolutely terrified. I, you know, my fingernail marks in the leather of that rental car. I was like, no, honey, no, please, please. I can't, I can't get on that ferry. Please, please. I mean, Louisa, I don't know if you've ever seen a ferry, but it's a big boat, and they put, like, double semi-trailers on it, and I'm thinking, how could it float with all of these, you know, huge trucks and, you know, moving vans and all this stuff? I was thinking, for sure, it was going to drown, and I thought that, you know, God wanted me to face my greatest fear in this lifetime, and I was going to drown and be eaten by a shark and all this terrible (laughs) stuff. Phil said, honey, it's the only way to get on the island. It's an island, and he said, you know, it's tourist season, and we don't have reservations anywhere, I don't think we could even find a place in Seattle. So we got on the ferry, and I was just shaking the whole time, and trying to trying to be calm and everything, and trying to, you know, be brave and not have a panic attack. And when we got to the other side, I was just furious with spirit. I felt betrayed, and you know, that he had just lied to me. and. You know, just tricked me into going to the island, and I, I ruined the whole vacation. We were here, we were already past the water, I should have gone out and explored, but I, just, I sat on her deck, and I watched two little deers drinking from her little stream outside, and I wouldn't go anywhere. Phil brought home pizza, and he brought home Mexican food. All I could think of was getting on that boat to get back home, and I made myself miserable the whole time. And when we finally got back home, I was so furious with Spirit, I wrote another automatic writing, and I said, Your almighty God, you know everything. Why did you have Michelle invite me to go to Whitby Island when you knew she wasn't going to have a book signing for me? And Spirit said, I had Michelle invite you to Whitby Island, Nancy, because that's where you're going to be moving, and I want you to be there by the end of this summer. And I said, bet me. And I took the riding to Phil, and I said, I can't believe this. There's no way I'm moving to an island. I'm not crazy, you know. And Phil laughed, and he said, well, maybe you're just traumatized by, you know, by being on the island and all, all the water. He said, because you're always spot on, So, and I know you're not going to move to an island, so I don't know why you got this riding. But then I started having dreams about being on Whidbey Island, how beautiful it was, all the different shades of green and the trees and the deer and all the plants, the flowers are humongous here. And I had this one dream in particular, and I was swimming along the ocean floor, and I had a little blowfish on one side and a great white shark on the other side of me, and I could breathe underwater, and it was the most peaceful experience I ever had I just I knew it was a dream and I didn't want to wake up from it I loved it I could see all the fish and the reeds and the corals and everything it was just so gorgeous so I wrote another writing and I said I don't know how I could have been so wrong I'm always spot on in my readings but I thought you said you wanted me to move to Wibby Island and I know I'm never going to be moving to an island and spirit said Nancy you still need to learn to let go and to trust and you will flourish on the island and our book will flourish and i want you to be there by the end of the summer well it had been the kind of the middle of june when we were there and now it was into july and you know summer's over in august and so um i told phil and he laughed and he said I'm not moving," he said. "I'm I'm not moving anywhere. We how can we leave all this?" He said. "I mean, this is gorgeous." And I said, "And I can't believe I said this because I'm always so fear-based. I don't know what I would have done." But I said, "Well, Phil, I'm learning to trust in God, and I'm and I'm leaving, and and I'm learning to trust in God and not in man, and I'm moving." And he said, "Really? You'd move without me?" And I said, "Yep." So he said, "Okay, I won't stop you," and. Um, Everything just went so smoothly with the move, we, you know, we came back down here. I wasn't as afraid to be on the ferry this the second time around. We looked around, we found the perfect Spirit led us to the perfect home. It's nestled in the woods, and we're like a mile from three different beaches. And it, we love it here. Every morning when we get up, we just thank Spirit for moving us here. I'm so grateful, Louisa, and I was terrified. I mean, I just, I, I honestly was really terrified to move here, and now I walk with this crazy group of women, they're called women, ladies of the beach, and I have been up to wa- water up to my hip, practically, and with a cliff on one side, and the tide is coming in, and there's no place to go, and I was not panicky, I knew I was protected, and another time we were walking, and a few of us got ahead of the group, because we just wanted to walk faster, and we got into quicksand, sink sand, and all of a sudden we looked down and we were sinking in the sand and we couldn't get out. And everybody was like, just try to keep walking, try to keep walking. And Spirit told me, drop to your knees and crawl, Nancy. It's the very first time I've ever listened to Spirit immediately. I always argue and have a better (laughs) idea. This time I dropped to my knees and I crawled. And the thing about it is, you know, your mind your ego plays tricks on you because I remember thinking, oh my God, if you're going to die anyway, at least show some dignity and don't let people see you crawling on your knees trying to get out of here. But I, when I dropped to my knees that it distributed your weight, I guess, and you're not sinking and you can I literally crawled out and was screaming at everybody else to crawl. And so we all crawled out. And so the spirit always has your back and he sees the big picture. We don't see the big picture. You know, we think that we know the way things should play out and we don't have a clue spirit knows everything and you know we just we see with our eyes we hear with our ears we just and we don't learn to listen to that inner guidance and every single time you know i've listened to spirit and just done what spirit asks me to do even though it's a little hard sometimes i am just so grateful louisa i mean honestly if we would just let go and trust and know how much Spirit loves us. I mean, we are loved beyond, beyond compare. And Spirit wants to give us the desires of our heart and make us happy and give us health and happiness and prosperity and everything. And he's already given us everything we need to accomplish these things. We just don't, you know, we doubt ourselves. We're scared that we can't do it. We're, we're scared people will make fun of us or we won't be accepted by the tribe or, you know, we won't be loved if we're really genuinely who we are. And that's all we have to offer to the world is us. It's our own essence. You know, there will never, ever be another you or another me. We're, you know, we're all alike in so many na- ways, but we're so unique. You know, we're not just a drop in the ocean. We're the whole ocean in that drop. We are miracles. And, you know, I'm really stubborn, too, and Spirit has always shown me that sometimes I just need to let go of the way I think things need to be and and just trust I've been married before, and um, I was married before, and, you know, that was my whole identity, being a wife and being a mother. A family has always been everything to me because, you know, I didn't have a good family. I was born in a very dysfunctional family. And so um, my husband, he dated other women the whole time we were married, and so I finally left. And But it was just, I mean, he had left me, but I got the divorce, but it was just so, it was the hardest thing I ever went through, I think even more than living with my family, because I just felt like I'd been tossed away like an old shoe. All I wanted was somebody to love me and to love, and and now I wasn't a, a wife. And, you know, my kids were getting older, and I wasn't even a mom anymore. You know, they didn't need me to drive them around to soccer games and stuff like that. And I just felt like, you know, my life was ended. And um, we had this great big storm, spring storm. We had huge storms in Colorado, and sometimes because I lived in the country, we also had tornadoes. And um, so three weeks before this dream uh a young couple had moved in and they had two little girls, two adorable little girls, about two and a half and maybe five, and their dad had put up a trampoline for them, and he had put the posts in cement so that they wouldn't blow away, and the little girls were so excited, they were happy helping their dad bring the poles and helping their dad bring the tools, and the mom had There was a cake and I guess they had lemonade or something and I was watching them out the window and I was thinking oh god that's adorable I wish I had a family you know and then three weeks fast forward three weeks later we had this spring storm and um, oh my god it was lightning and thundering and the wind was blowing you know so so um it was just roaring and, uh, and it was raining and raining. It was like a torrential downpour. And I, you know, I thought that storm kind of symbolized the way the storm in my life. And I heard this big crash. And I thought, and I was upstairs. But for some reason, I walked down to the downstairs outdoor basement and um, looked up at the roof to see if the roof had caved down or something had fallen down on the outside. And there on the side of our house was a little girl's trampoline, and it was just smashed, I mean, into it was beyond repair. And I thought, oh my god, those poor little girls are going to be so sad, you know, their trampoline's been destroyed, and I was walking up the stairs, and I was thinking, sometimes life just sucks. And then, movement caught the corner of my eye, and I looked out the window. And there were the two little girls outside in the lightning storm picking up metal poles. And the little one just had like little panties on, no no shoes or no top. And the older one had on a little top and shorts, but no shoes. Great big poles, you know, trying to put them under the awning of their patio. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to be killed. And I called their home and there was no answer and I thought I'm just nervous and I redialed and there was no answer so I jumped in my car and I went over there and, you know, being the adult, I got out of the car and I said, what are you two girls doing outside in this storm? Get in the house now. Well, the little girl didn't say anything but her body language, she put her hand on her little hip and she looked at me like, (laughs) you're not our mom, you don't tell us what to do. (laughs) So, I quickly changed my tone and I asked the older one, I said. Where is your mommy? Why are you out here? And she goes, oh, she's visiting Connie. She'll be here in a minute. She said, we just, you know, we just wanted to help our dad. And the little girl starts crying and she said, our daddy going to be so sad. We have to help our daddy. And I said, listen, please go in the house. And if you promise me you won't come out again until your mommy gets home, I will pick up all of the pieces of the pole. I promise you, I'll put them, I'll stack them where you were putting them so your daddy can get to them easier, okay? And the big one, I think, was really relieved because she was pulling the little one in there and, you know, really happy to get out of the storm. So I did. I picked up all the metal pieces, I even picked up some lug nuts and everything and put them on the side underneath the awning of the patio. And I was thinking, God, this is how it's going to end. You know, people are going to think, well, she never had much common sense anyway. But I got in my car and it was just drenched. Seats were drenched. I got home. I changed my clothes and I was going into the kitchen to get some soup. And it started hailing. And Louisa, with just a matter of it seemed like, you know, maybe five or ten minutes, we had about four and a half or five inches of golf-sized hailstones on my back de- on my back deck, wow. and I looked out, and there were the little girls again, and they're walking around, and apparently the big one found something, a nut bolt or something, because she had her little hand open, and they're walking around looking on the ground all around their yard, and I thought I knew they were, I just thought they were going to get hit by, by lightning, and I screamed, and I pointed my finger, and I've never done this, and I just screamed I command you to stop this storm now and the storm stopped and then I was thinking (laughs) do-do-do-do just a coincidence it's gonna start up again but it didn't and then I was like I respectfully thank you for stopping the storm and I'm thinking oh my god Nancy who are you to command the hand of God and spirit said And I really want you listeners to listen to this because I think it's so important. Spirit said, You are the hand of God, Nancy. You are all the hands of God. I need you more than you need me. I am a spirit. No one can see me with their physical eyes. No one can hear me with their physical ears. No one can touch me with their physical hands. I can't even physically wipe the tears from a child's face but you in your flesh and blood bodies can do that and so much more. If I were to build a homeless shelter overnight it would be destroyed because people would think it was some evil spirit but if a human being in a flesh and blood body built the same homeless shelter it would stand. I need you to walk each other home to help each other because you can hear each other, you understand each other, help each other in your despair and lift each other up. And I just, I just felt so honored. I mean, that Almighty God would, you know, would need us, would, would want us to be his helpmates, would just, you know, that we, he made such miracles so that we could help him and we could help each other. And I think that's so important. You know, we're not stupid human beings. We're not sinful human beings. We're miracles. We, are. we can move mountains if we need to. And I think we need to understand that.
0: That message was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Nancy.
1: You know, we go around and we listen to the mindless chatter of everybody else, and we don't re- even realize that the answers are within us. You know, the miracle that we're looking for, it's us. We are the miracle. We've found it. We just don't seem to realize that We need to know that we are perfect. And, you know, just talking about the things that have scared me and the things that I haven't wanted to do, but... I, Spirit has given me the strength, I guess, and the courage to do it anyway, and how grateful I am. You know, Spirit said that we're never being tested. You know, Almighty God already knows what you're capable of doing and what you're not capable of doing. You're not going to be given something that you're going to fail miserably at and then lose all confidence in yourself and think you're just a loser. It may not seem like it at the time, but what we're actually being given... Is opportunities for personal growth and empowerment, tremendous personal growth and empowerment. When you think an obstacle is you can't overcome it or you're so terrified to do something and you just take that leap of faith and you do it anyway, oh my gosh, your confidence in yourself just soars and in spirit. And that's what spirit is is trying to show us. Sometimes we need a little push because we kind of like, the easy way of doing things we don't push ourselves we just want to you know roll over and go back to sleep and we need to see how much we're capable of if you don't stretch yourself you'll never know and we're just being given that opportunity so take it take that opportunity and know that spirit god is never ever ever wrong if spirit is giving you put a desire in your heart or giving you a message, just. Just do it. You just can't go wrong when you listen to spirit. And we've all been given these gifts. It's like, you know, tools in a carpenter's toolbox, you know. Sometimes he has a, a you know, a, a power drill and a power saw and a, you know, a hammer that can... Put nails to cement or whatever a plumber might have different tools, you know electrician might have different tools We might we were all given different tools But we all have the tools that we need to succeed in our lives and to have happy fulfilling healthy and prosperous lives We just need to start using them and we need to ask spirit for his help too. you know We've been given free will and sometimes we think we're not worthy of asking spirit for his help. We're worthy. And spirit has just given us, you know, spirit guides and archangels and angels and, you know, just family members to, to come and help us. They're all We have this, this whole entourage of spirit guides and angels just waiting to help us, but we never ask them. Mm-hmm. And we have free will, and they won't. They won't infringe on our free will. And then when you start asking, you know, sometimes it's too heavy to carry, you know, 50 pound of, of like, grass seed. But if somebody helps you, it makes it a lot easier. Sometimes all you have to do is kind of balance it. That's what our, our spirit guides and our angels are there for, to help us and to show us that we can do this stuff, you know. And then I think it's extremely important to be grateful, you know. If you, and and always let spirit know how grateful you are, and the more grateful you are, that just generates more gratitude because you call to you what you focus on. And if you're putting energy out towards gratitude, you're just going to keep getting more and more stuff to be grateful for. You know, and it makes spirit know that if you know, spirit wants to be appreciated just like we do.
0: That, that was such a beautiful, inspiring speech. I'm so motivated to <laughs> conquer the world right now.
1: <laughs> Good, you can do it. You can
0: do it. We can all do it, really.
1: And you know, sometimes you fall back. I I you know sometimes I go back and I to the swamp. You know, and I feel sorry for myself. And I I think you know who am I kidding? You know, I I can't change the world by myself and everything. But the more you do this, you know. So I'm saying this so that you won't think you're a loser or that, you know, you just keep going back to the past, sometimes I actually think it's good for us to go back and visit every now and then as long as you don't stay as long and as long as you don't live there, you know, because when I come back, I never stay as long as I used to and I I don't live there and I just want to get out of there. When I come back out of that, you know, I don't know, depression or whatever, I'm like, oh, God, I'm glad I don't live there anymore, oh, you know? Right. The self-doubt and-,
0: and I think, you know, we, we hold so much power. We We can choose what we – we can choose how we want to feel and how we want to think, and I think we often forget that, and I think a lot of people don't love themselves enough to honour themselves. And respect that they. Have and that's the
1: biggest account. thing. And that's you know, Spirit told me I had to, the title of the book had to be choices because we all have them and we don't realize it. And that the choices you make today will impact the rest of your life. So we have to make the right choices, you know, and just and ask Spirit for guidance all the time. We we do we do create our own futures. I really believe that. It's you know, so if funny. if you think that. Whether you can't, whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, you're right. And if you think that you'll never be able to do anything, you won't. And I always thought that I was a loser. Right? I didn't even feel like I was fit to breathe the same air that other people breathe. I mean, my dad raped and beat me as a kid. You know, my mom was never there for me. I just, I was always the black sheep of the family, you know, the black widow. And... You know, and then when Spirit showed me how very, very much I am loved. I mean, it doesn't even matter if any human being loves me or not. God, Almighty God, all-powerful God loves me. And that's all that matters. I'm pretty special. You are amazing. You know, we said for the first time in my life, I honest and truly can say, I love everything about me.
0: You know,
1: the good, the bad, and the ugly, because... I know that I'm perfect the way I am. And um, I think it's not so much about always trying to improve and, you know, follow this diet plan and be skinnier. It's about honoring who you are and being grateful for the miracle that's you.
0: I I just want to go back to connecting with spirit. How, you know, for someone that's listening, how do they connect with their spirit? And what is spirit? You know, to me,
1: spirit is that almighty presence, you know, that lives in our soul, that is part of us and that we are a part of, you know, it's not, to me, spirit is not some judgmental, righteous God that gives you free will and then tries to destroy you when you exert it. You know, spirit is a loving, kind, kind of like a father who, you know, you can sit up on his lap and he wants to give you everything. He wants to protect you like a father would a child, except that we're not children where he's, he wants us to grow and flourish on our own and share the power.
0: And is spirit right? one person? Is it, is it, or is it multiple spirits? You
1: know, I... I Honestly, don't know. I've never seen spirit. I just feel spirits presence and um, Spirit I do automatic writing Every day and anytime there's a big issue. I write about it. I try to meditate as much as I can and get information and get guidance and I all I can say is my life has improved so much since I started doing that. And when I wrote the book, you know, Spirit said that... Well, I didn't write the book, actually. It was all through automatic writing. And Spirit told me it would help the multitudes. And I thought I was writing it for the multitudes. But I it was actually for me, too. I lived the book when I wrote it. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I'm so grateful. I was scared no one would even want to look at it. And so, just... It's just a matter of listening. You know, what works for me may not work for somebody else. I don't think there are any, like, rules or regulations, you know, that if you don't belong to this one true church or you're not a Republican or a Democrat or a socialist or whatever, you There's know. no
0: formula for each But no. Everyone's so unique and individual.
1: Exactly. And so I think that all you have to do is start communicating with spirit, trying to, you know, start some sort of a just spirit wants to be your very best friend, and if you had, if you, if I was somebody's best friend, and the only time they called me was when they were stuck on the side of the road and needed somebody to pick them up at 2 or 3 in the morning, or they only called me when... You know, their cat fell over the cliff and they wanted me to try to walk down the cliff and get their cat. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't think that they were very good friends. Friendship is reciprocal. When you have a friend, you know, you talk about everything. You share your soul with your friend. You share what's going on that's good. You share when you're a little down. You know, you share your life. And that's what Spirit wants you to do with Him. You know, and we've been given our lives 365 days a year. You know, every year for as many years old as you are. And, and, you know, we make a big thing about we go into a church, a sacred place on Sunday or maybe Saturday, and we pray the earth, all of the earth is our church. And surely you can devote just a few minutes every day to Almighty God. And just ask, you know, just start talking to him. Tell him, sometimes I sit out and meditate and you know, I'm glad no one can see me because I'm like, da-da-da, this happened, and you already know this, I know, but, you know, I felt a little bit insecure, and I'm really trying not to go there anymore, blah, 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 and it's just like, you know, I just kind of ramble on, but I think spirit delights in it, and he's told me in my automatic writings that he finds me delightful, I'm so open and honest, and, you know, and just willing to grow
0: (laughs) the way you speak from your heart it's just so beautiful (laughs) I'm just thinking a lot of people that are listening how how do you speak to spirit do you actually have a conversation like we're having a conversation now or do you speak in your head how do you ask for help as well
1: I do it a lot of ways, like I said, I just, I'm sitting out there talking, and if people could see me, they think I'm probably talking to myself, but I do talk to Spirit, I speak to Him. And then sometimes, um, well one time, I I know I was in a car accident, and um, you know, and um, the car, this was a long, long time ago, the car was spinning out of control, I hit black ice under an underpass in Colorado, and I, and You know, I just, there was no time to, so in my mind, I just screamed, God, no. And then I hit the cement block in the the middle of the street, and the car spun, and it was going out to the, on the other side of the road, and it was, everything was like in a yellow cloud kind of like just lighted everything and i thought i was dead because i thought if i hit them they're going to die too and so i grabbed the steering wheel and i pulled the car over to the side of the road and and then it just died and this man and his wife came up to me and he i said he said are you okay and i said i don't know i said is my nose broken and he said i don't know you're covered with blood And he said, I don't have a phone. And I said, oh, I've got one in my car. And he said, there's no way you can use your phone. The engine was all pulled up. The whole front of the car was smashed in except the part that I was sitting in. And I got the phone and called for help. And they came. And the police officer, when I told him what happened, he said, that couldn't happen. You didn't have an engine. It's practically on your lap. You couldn't have physically steered that car to the side of the road. But the man told him the same story, and the officer was like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's going on here? But so, you know, spirit always helps you, and I don't know why I ran into that, you know, but it, it showed me no matter what, no matter how scary a situation is, nothing. I had no injuries whatsoever. I mean, it was just, I just walked out of there and... Um, and I took me to the hospital and did brain scans and everything, I was perfectly fine. But just always, just get used to talking to, to Spirit on a regular basis. You can do it in your mind. Sometimes before I go to bed, I ask Spirit to please give me dreams and help me to remember them. You know, that, you know, are important to what I'm doing, you know, give me answers. Um, I've even written messages to spirit and put them under my pillow or in my pillowcase because they say if you do that For like three days spirit will always give you an answer Maybe just a sign or you hear a song or You'll overhear somebody talking about something that you had a question about But if you ask the one thing I will tell you you will get an answer because spirit said ask and you shall receive and I really believe it Spirit will never let you down human beings might let you down but spirit will never let you down
0: i love that that's so true just back to receiving messages how do you know the messages are not your egoic mind having a conversation and it's actually a message from spirit what is there a difference
1: i think sometimes you know your ego sometimes well it's there to help you it really is There to protect you, you know, but your ego doesn't see the big picture and you need, you know, you need your body. That's, oh, that's another thing I want to say. All we've got, all we have is our bodies and our, and this earth. If our bodies disappeared, our souls have no house to live in. And if the earth disappears, we have, our bodies don't have a place to live in. So please make those two things your top priority, your physical bodies and your, and the earth. Because we have a lot of work to do here, and we need a home to do it in. Um, You know, sometimes ego tells you fear-based messages, you know, like, oh, if you do this, this is going to happen, or you don't want to go there, because it's just spirit. And sometimes my ego condemns me. I mean, you know, like, oh, my God. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, Nancy, could you get any stupider? My God, how many times do you have to do the same thing? (laughs) Spirit never does that. Right. Spirit always delivers messages of love and empowerment and I'm so proud of you. You know, Nancy, my dear girl, I'm so proud of you. You know what you're growing and you're doing this and encourages me in every way. And and initially it was just all really, really empowering and encouraging and it still is. But now that I've you know grown quite a bit, spirit is is kind of, you know, showing me things that You know, that maybe I'm not handling quite so well. I'm able to take it. Before, I wouldn't have been able to take it. I would have been, oh, God, I knew I couldn't do it. But now, and it's always in a very gentle, not you're stupid, you're dumb, or perhaps you might want to rethink this, or perhaps you might look at it a different way. Or, um, I don't know if we have time, but... Uh, You know, I always thought that I was not judgmental. I mean, we're all created equal. I love everybody. I speak to everybody. I don't, I've never felt better, you know, than anybody else. I felt like I'm less than other people before. But Spirit, in my second book, Remembering a Spirit, was reminding me that, um, you know, Phil had, um, he was, a. a ski instructor on Aspen mountain. They don't make any money, but he managed to put aside enough money to buy, um, uh, some land in Aspen on As- Aspen Glen. And because he loved to play golf and was really good at it. And, um, because he had that land, he could play on all these world-class golf courses for free. And he'd also managed to buy a small little condo so that he could stay in these places free. And that's that's how he vacationed, you know. It was basically free. And he wanted me to, when we were engaged, he wanted to show me, you know, how skillful he was at playing golf. So he invited me to go with him to Firestone. And we went. And um, we walked into this hotel. And it was like... You know, there was a piano player playing at the bar and playing music, and they were handing everybody um, champagne or or some sort of drinks, Mm -hmm. and cocktails and all this stuff. And they had all these appetizers set out for the people that were there. And there was a glass elevator that took you to your room. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, all the women would have little sable jackets or pants suits. And the men were dressed up, and some of the women wore gowns. And I remember telling Phil when we got in the elevator, I said, Oh, my God, I could never live like this. How decadent, you know. If I, I think I could find better ways to use my money than this. <laughs> and I didn't get it, you know. And, and then when we went out to the golf course, I talked to the groundskeepers. I talked to, you know, the caddies. I talked to everybody. I never talked to any of the guests that lived there. And I went to the bathroom, and there was this lady, and she walked in. And um, she smiled at me, and she was wearing a sable coat and all this gold jewelry and everything. And she said, you're not from around here, are you? And in my mind, I was thinking, no, how can you tell? Because I'm not wearing a sable coat to jewelry on a golf course. But even though I was judgmental, I was still polite. And I said, no, I'm from Colorado. And she said, oh, she said, I should have known. She said, we're all dressed up like Eskimos here. She said, and here you are wearing a little T-shirt and shorts. She said, and you look so adorable. Aww. She said, you remind me of my daughter that I haven't seen in 18 years. And she said, we were so close. and But she married an environmentalist. And her husband doesn't agree with our lifestyle, so he has forbidden her to see us. And I miss her so much. And she said would you mind terribly if I gave you a hug Mm -hmm. and I said oh I would love it and we hugged each other for like forever I clung to her because I would never been hugged by a mother uh, or felt the warm embrace of a mom or a dad and she to me because I reminded her of a daughter that had forsaken her because her husband didn't agree with their lifestyle. And I realized that I, you know, was being judgmental about people's lifestyles. I thought people that had a lot of money, I guess, weren't human or didn't have any feelings, and they go through the same thing that we all they were sure all. Do. Yeah, yeah, and we all experience the same. Now things. you're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I think spirit gently shows you stuff, you know, mm. and and it isn't like a like they talk about it, a. Vengeful dad, or a vengeful, it's just gently so that you can understand and so that you can grow and so that you can blossom and flourish. That's all spirit needed that moment.
0: I think you know, you both gained so much from that special embrace.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it really felt good to, to let somebody hug me and hold me for a long time. I just, um, you know, as a therapist, you find out that when people have been violated by human touch. They don't. They don't like it. They, it takes them a long time to get over that. Mm. So yeah, I mean, everything that happens. Sometimes I think, wow, well, I'm really helping somebody out here. No, I'm actually helping myself. When you give to other people, you know, you and you help somebody, you get so much more than you ever gave. I mean, you really do. That's been my experience. You know, as a as a counselor, as a you know working in a victim services center and helping people, you know, just going out and blood and guts and everything and helping people that have lost people. And people would always say, how can you do this? Oh, my God, Nancy, how can you just give and give and give? I always got
0: more than I ever gave,
1: Louisa. You always do.
0: That's very true. I'm just wiping my tears away. Thanks, Nancy. We're almost out of time, but I'd like you to talk also. But I just wanted to ask you, because I know a lot of people are interested in automatic writing. And for someone who would like to start automatic writing, obviously it's very individual for every person. But could you provide a little bit of advice on how to start, how to connect with spirit and write?
1: You know, it was really hard for me because I'm so mental. You know, and I—how can you just write answers to your I mean, it's me writing. You know, yeah. but um, as a therapist, you know, I—I I used to tell people to—to to journal. Just let your mind go blank and just start writing. You know, and you get answers. It's the same thing. That's all you do. You just try to let your mind go blank. What I do because it makes me feel better is I write a—I le- write a letter, dear spirit. Will you please tell me da 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 da, And I do this when I do readings for people. Please tell me what I would say, you know, if I were doing a reading for you or somebody say, please tell me what Louisa needs, you know, for her highest good and greatest joy, And please be specific. And sometimes spirit will ask uh, kind of phrase it a different way for different people. And then I just start writing, and spirit always, gives me the right answers and I'm always spot on. And how can I do that? I do not know somebody that lives across the country. I that I've never even seen and that I probably will never see. But across spirit the world. Yeah. Spirit always gives me the right answers. And I've had people cry and just you know, so it's just You you just trust That's the whole thing is trusting and letting go and knowing that if you ask God for answers, you are going to get an answer from God, not some demonic spirit, not somebody else. I believe that there is no room in our hearts and in our bodies for God and some evil entity. I believe that if you ask God for an answer, God is going to give you the answer. It's not. Spirit would never allow you to get an answer that, you know, from somebody else that you're not asking. You just, I just believe with all my heart. I know that the answers I'm getting are for spirit, and especially since they've changed people's lives and helped them so very much. And that's just what you have to do. You know, start out little. You don't have to, but I've done classes on automatic writing, and people are blown away. There was one woman one time that couldn't do it because... I tell everybody not to think about it, just to pick up your pen and just start writing. Just, what do I need to know at this moment? And she was sitting there, and I said, you need to write. You know, don't think about it. She said, oh, no, this is where I am. I have to process this. And she processed and She processed You can't. You, you you, can't. Our physical minds and our physical bodies, we don't know all the answers. Spirit knows all the answers. And so you just have to start writing. Sometimes you just get a paragraph. Sometimes you be... But I had women just like, oh, my God, can I read? Can I read what I got? This isn't me. This is, isn't the way I write. And, you know, answers that they just didn't that they've been having trouble with for ages. And they get the questions and they get the answer right there. And they're crying and other people going, oh, can I give mine? You know, and it's just and these people, it's like the first time they've ever done it. So if you just let go and trust, you can do it. You know, and just start practicing just, you know, and automatic writing. Some people have said it's not for them. They've tried it. They don't like it. Well, then try something else. If you ask a question, you're going to get the answer. I mean, some people use a pendulum for yes, no, or maybe answers, you know, or the question hasn't been decided. The answer hasn't been decided yet. But some people say even flipping a coin for yes, no, heads, tails, whatever. But if you ask you're going to get the answer you need. And that's all there is to it. You can use automatic writing. Sometimes after I meditate, I just I just know, you know.
0: Um, and it's a trusting, I guess. You completely trust. Let go mm. and trust. I just love you. you. I was just thinking you embody everything um, that I'm trying to get out there for this podcast, just, you know, the trusting and the self-love and empowering others. I'm so honoured to have you on the show, Nancy.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Louisa. And I just love your essence. I just, you know, the smile on your face, it's just, I, I just, you know, you can feel your energy. Or, well, I'm empathic, so I can feel energy anyway. But, <laughs>
0: you know, And I, I just am so grateful that and, when you and asked me to You made show. me cry as well, and that's the first time on a podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're almost out of time. Is there any other messages you'd like to give our listeners today? Well, I, I would like to give them
1: my, my website. I'm sure you're going to put it on there. But, um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I started this Ask Nancy um, page because so many people, um, you know, they really can't afford to pay for a reading. And um, since I read for this really prestigious place, I have to charge a certain amount, but so, if people wanted to just get on this webpage and ask a question, I will give them the answer, I pick two questions about a month, two or four, you know, and I will write the answer on my web page, and it'll be totally free, so you can get answers, it's just my way of giving back to all the people that have supported me, and I just want to, you know, I think we should give more free things in this world, but, um, you know, and I won't put, you know, your... First and last name. You know, if there's like more than one Deborah or something, I might put Deborah M. I will, you know, and and just I will put your question, and then I will give you whatever spirit. And I do. I'm going to do it all through automatic writing, so you know it's going to be an accurate answer.
0: That's. I love that. I didn't know about that. And I, I've, I'll put all um, Nancy's links in the show notes from your books too. I might have. Is it Whitby Island, the island that you live on? Whitby yes. Island? Whidbey Island. I'm going to put the link for that because that sounds fascinating as well. <laughs>
1: w H I D B E Y. It's WIDBY Island. My webpage is www.choices- it's a dash, not a hyphen or anything, a dash. N L B dot com. So um, just get on there and go to the Ask Nancy page, and um, you know it'll connect you to me. And it can be questions. It can be spiritual questions. It can be personal questions. Whatever question you have, just put
0: it on there. I mean, it's perfectly free. Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank
1: you, Lisa. I really appreciate it.
0: And I hope that we'll stay connected. I'd love that. I'd love that. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow Passion Harvest on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and please rate and review it. Share it with a friend and inspire them to develop their passion. Goodbye and until next time, keep spreading that passion.